It's another Monday night in August. This is like, what, four in a row? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're rolling. Uh, I'm joined with my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? And me, the mouth, Brian Hustlinger. We have a special guest tonight, the inaugural 2018 USAC East Coast Sprint Car Champion, Stephen Dravecki. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So you having fun this year, Stephen? Yeah, I would say uh say overall it's uh it's been decent. Um definitely definitely the ups and downs of racing, but uh mm-hmm. you've know, been, been a pretty decent season so far to this point. Now uh outside of the you know, the USAC East Coast deal, are you doing any other racing? Uh not too much this year. I'm doing some some four ten non wing stuff. I uh, ran with the Eastern Storm and USAC came in. I uh, went out and ran a pair of boss races at uh, Lernerville and uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway a couple weeks ago, and uh, might run a, a USAC or two, uh, you know, a couple of USAC shows yet this year. Looking at maybe going out for Four Crown and Eldora again, and see if uh, see what work allows, and try maybe run a few more 410 shows. But pretty much just East Coast this year. Now, how big of a difference is it getting in? You know, going from the the 360 to the 410. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a difference. Uh, you know, it's not a huge difference, but it's, um, you know, there's definitely more power there. And then the, the weight of the motor being an aluminum block motor versus steel definitely, definitely changes some of the, the handling characteristics, some of the setup stuff, the way you drive it. And, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a huge amount, but it's enough when, when it's something that you do a handful of times a year and the times you do it, you race against pretty much the best there are. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's always a learning curve every time, every time we put the 410 in. All right, we're going to ask the cliche question. How did you get your start in racing? Uh, just I've been around it my whole life. So uh, my dad raced for for a bunch of years around the area. He raced at Reading Fairgrounds and a late model at a um, bunch of places in the 80s. And then he stopped and did the family thing for a while. And uh, when I was five, there was a spring car in the in the garage that he was working on and pretty much going to the races since I, was, I can remember. And um, started in quarter midgets then when I was nine and just kind of progressed through micros and uh, ARDC midgets for for a handful of years, and then into the into the spring cars. Kind of started actually with a wing, ran with a wing for a few years, and then with the the wingless deal around here with USAC East Coast came around, kind of hopped to that series. So, do you prefer the the non wing over the wing? I do. Um, it's just kind of what I, I with running midgets for six years, kind of got into the non wing, um, you know, the non wing scene, I guess, or whatever, and just kind of what I grew up doing and. I would say I prefer it, um, you know, over the wing stuff. I, I don't mind running wing cars. It's just hard for hard for a family team that, you know, you can only pick and choose so many races a year. You kind of have to – I did both a, a couple years ago, and it just got to be got to be too much where we weren't focused on either and, and felt like we weren't, you know, moving our program forward as much as we wanted to. So kind of at that point decided to, to focus a little more on the non-wing stuff. Now, what's the uh, what's the big difference between a wing sprint car and a wingless? Uh, the, the downforce wings. is the big. Yeah, I mean the wings is the big one. Um, I mean other than that, really not a lot. Um, you know, cars are pretty much the same. Change a couple shocks around and um, change a front axle width. Um, you know, non-wing runs a wider front axle, but as far as car wise, there's really not much different. Um, you know, from from the two. Um, driving wise, the wing changes, changes a bunch in, in how you do it, the downforce, things like that. Um, definitely change, change the driving style, change how you have to race around people and, and things like that. But from the car, car aspect of it, um, take the wings off, change the front axle, maybe a couple shocks and, and you're good to go. As a fan standpoint, wing sprint car racing is extremely boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love wingless sprint car racing, but I hate wing sprint car racing. I think yeah, it's so Mike, boring. Mike and I are big USAC fans, so you say wingless sprint cars, we're we're in, we're all about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it for me. I'm I'm the same way. Like it's just something I I always enjoyed watching them when they came in here, and um, to get the chance to to do it now and, and race against you know the best on the the USAC side is. It's definitely cool for me, and um, you know, I, I didn't hate my wing time when I did that stuff. I, I thought it was, you know, it was still a challenge. You're still in a race car, it's still all the same things from the driver's seat, as far as you know, what what makes the good guys the best is is you know 
the same thing as it is in any discipline. So, um, you know, I respect what those guys do, but I'm, I'm still more mm-hmm. of a non-wing guy for sure. Now, uh, being that you're on the USAC East Coast, uh, you, you do some traveling, a lot of different tracks compared to a guy who's just running, you know, weekly, let's say, at Lincoln or Williams Grove. <laughs> Um, so out of all the tracks that you've you've raced, which one seems to be your favorite? <laughs> That's like the million dollar question that everybody asks, and I never really have a good answer for it. So, um, been a, I mean, it's just it's hard for me to pinpoint one. Um, I've been so many places, and um, you know they're all unique, and and everyone, you know, at the end of the day, it's all a dirt track, and and um, you know they all race different, and they all have their positives and I mean, I'm sure they all have their negatives. So it's, it's always so hard for me to pick a favorite, um, like going to Port Royal, um, like going to Williams Grove, the history behind, you know, behind the Grove and that stuff. Um, always like going out there door and the facility out there is amazing. What, you know, I'm sure what it was before I got there, but you know what Tony's done with it in the times that I've been there recently and, and stuff. So, you know, I'm more of a big, big half mile person, I guess, than I would say like the little bull ring. So, kind of tend to lean toward the bigger tracks a little bit. Very diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so this is what, the fourth, fifth year of the USAC East Coast Series, correct? Yeah, this is uh, the fifth year of it. How much has it grown since the inaugural year, you think? Oh, it's, it's grown a huge amount, um, for sure. It's the first year there was, I think 10 races and we ended up running seven and, you know, this year there's a 32 race schedule or something. And, um, you know, there, there's a, a really good car count. It's just, I, I you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're fighting. It's a, it's a group of people who pretty much, you know, it's blue collar racers and, and it's, yeah. it's tough right now with, with costs. And, and as a traveling series, I think that probably doesn't help right now with what, you know, the cost aspect is for diesel fuel and things like that. And, um, you know, tires are hit and miss from race to race whether they're available and you know we go on a couple of race weekend and it may be available one night not the other so yeah mm-hmm. i think we've that's kind of probably hurt the car count a little bit this year but as far as you know the series and the schedule and the growth it's it's um you know it's grown every year and continuing to progress forward and um yeah i think the 600 you know the, the non-wing 600 stuff continues to you know breed into the into the wingless sprint car stuff now and uh you know, and, and create a, a solid group of of racers. Yeah, you guys got a three-day race weekend coming up this weekend, correct? Yep, yep. We're at Bloomsburg on Thursday and then uh, Clinton County on Friday, which will be the first for the series there, and then nice. Port Royal on Saturday. Port Royal, see, I was way off. For some reason, I was, Brian and I were talking about yeah. the show, and I was like, I was like, yeah, they're going to Bloomsburg, Clinton County, and I think, like, Sealands Grove, so. He was, yep. he was yeah, close. We were at Seals Grove last week, so close close to the same area. So. Yeah, I, it's a, and it's a Pennsylvania sprint car track, so he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> they're all in the same area there. So is, is Clayton County over in that area, too? I, I I don't even know if I've ever heard of that track before. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit west on 80. Um, they, uh, yeah, um, I don't know exactly, kind of like Lock Haven, a little past Lock Haven area, Williamsport, okay. I guess. Up like north, kind of north west i guess in a way but not not too far it's only about 45 minutes or an hour from port royal so um kind of three tracks that are together i haven't been there i was there with ardc i think in 2011 um it was a fun track um haven't been there since so kind of looking forward to getting back there and um seeing how the place is now what what do you think about the resurrected bloomsburg uh fairground speedway um, I mean, it's, it's cool facility. Um, it's a cool deal what they did. It's the track's been, been tough, I would say. And, and, you know, I mean, they're working hard at it. I don't, uh, I know everybody there mm-hmm. is, is working to make it the best they can and, and continuing to work, you know, hard to, to get the right things done. It's, um, you know, for me, I've been there, I think six times now and it's been a little hit and miss. I mean, some of the track surfaces haven't been the best, um, some have been better than others, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a cool facility, what they did with the fairgrounds, the neat atmosphere, as far as, you know, for a fan standpoint, there's a lot of, you got the food trucks and the fair and the cover grandstand and all that stuff. So, um, a lot of potential there. It's just, uh, something that trying to establish a track when they run a handful of races a year, it's been a struggle. They've fought weather. I feel like every time we've been there, we've been fighting weather that it's either raining or it rained out. It seems like new, but, um, you know, definitely, definitely potential there, and, and uh, 
you know, a nice facility that they can continue to build, build something uh, really nice into. I believe you guys will be racing on a new surface uh, this coming up weekend. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they put new clay on it after, um, I guess after Eastern Storm would have been the last one. Um, I think they rained out one after that. And so, yeah, so um, heard they put a bunch of clay down. We were up um, last two weeks ago, I guess, and it rained out. Uh, We got there and it rained, but it looked like they had, you know, good amount of moisture in it. It looked like it it would have uh, raced pretty well that night. We never got cars on the track to see what it would have been. So interested to see what, you know, what that race is like with, you know, with the new clay and, and what they have. So now when, when you go to it's a been track, different every time they, they continue to work. So I feel like every time I go back, every time we go back, it's a little different than the time before. So, um, you know, as they try and prove it, it's always a wild card, you know, race in a way. <laughs> now, when you, when you go to a track like Bloomsburg that you have, you know, you're, you have a notebook on that track and then they put new clay down. You still kind of just follow your, your notes from before and just hope that the track's got a little bit more grip in it now or, How's that work? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, um, you have a baseline setup that, that you kind of go to everywhere with and, um, you know, certain places that you know are going to, you know, tend to get really dry or tend to stay really wet. You can kind of adjust that, but in, in general, go to places with a baseline setup and, you know, get there and roll up, roll up and look at what the track looks like and, um, you know, watch some laps from warm ups or heat races and just try and make your adjustments from there. So it's, it's harder when they change all the clay around like that to, to know what it's going to do exactly. So you just kind of have to, you know, rely on experience and hope you make the right decisions. Is there, and we know like we're, we're modified guys mostly. Um, but you know, obviously Brian and I are big into wingless sprints. So we know like on a modified, there's a ton of adjustments that can be done. Is the yeah, same thing for sprint cars or a lot of a different adjustments you can make on a race night to, to get the car handling the way you need it to? Uh, I mean, yes, they're much simpler than a modified. Like I, I have a couple of friends who run modifieds and I'm, I'm as confused as it gets when it comes to all the <laughs> stuff they have to adjust on. That's for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have shocks and torsion bars. Um, that's, that's about the bases in a sprint car. I mean, you can mess with ride heights obviously and all that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple system, um, which is good and bad. Uh, you know, everybody's on the same stuff, so it's, you, you need to hit it right. Um, but it's also not super complicated. So it's a little harder to dial yourself out into, into complete left field, you know, too, with your adjustments. Now, moving forward into the future is one of your, uh, let's say your main goals is to get a full-time USAC national ride. Um, I don't know. I mean, five years ago, absolutely. Uh, at this point, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm into my 30s and work for a living and all the fun stuff. So, um, I mean, I guess at some point it's uh, you, you, it it it's truly a hobby and um, okay. you know, get to have fun doing that stuff. So, I mean, I I definitely love to do it. Um, but it's just it becomes reality sets in at some point as far as <laughs> yeah, you know, just just time. Like I'm 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 out of state working working now. I've been for the last couple of weeks and traveling home to race for a couple of days and traveling right down down again for work and uh you know down south and so it's it's um you know it's a struggle for me that way or a work racing life balance and everything else um you know to say mm-hmm. at this point that i'm gonna mm-hmm. make it as a full-time racer that i've, I've acknowledged that's that's not gonna happen and i'm fine with that it's uh i like doing what i'm doing around you know around pennsylvania we have just such a such a solid group of race cars in general there's yeah. so many classes and such a depth of of cars in Pennsylvania, you know, it's a place that you can, you know, kind of make, make it and race, you know, quite a few races and, and still, still, uh, you know, kind of have a, a full-time life, I guess, on the side too. So. Now let's say you did get to the full-time, uh, life of racing. You, you think that would take the passion out of it because it becomes a job or would you still have to love for it? How, what, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? No, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I wanted to do it for a while. That was always the goal and everything else. And, and, you know, I enjoy racing as much if I'm, you know, racing for five days straight as I am for, you know, one night. So I don't think it would change it. Um, I feel like it'd be easier in a way cause you're not trying to juggle multiple things. Like, you know, you can just focus on racing or at least, you know, the, the same category. I mean, obviously I think if you're full time, you got a lot more life things of racing and merchandise and all the stuff you feel like you mm-hmm. get into if that's truly what you're doing. 
Um, but you're in the same kind of space as far as the racing stuff where, you know, for me, it's, it's, you're juggling so many things back and forth between work and racing. And, you know, it, it's, you're never, I guess, a hundred percent focused on it. There's you're 99 maybe or whatever, but hard to get, you know, focused all the time on, on moving your program, maybe exactly forward just with, you know, with the time that's allotted. But, um, no, I don't think passion wise, it's, I think if you're running local short track Saturday night or a professional race car driver, I mean, if you're doing it, you have to be committed a hundred percent and have to have that passion. Too much time goes into the maintenance and all the other stuff that, that isn't fun to, uh, you know, to say that, you know, if you don't enjoy it, it's, uh, it's not going to be fun for sure. Right. Yep. That's the main thing is to have fun in anything that you do. Yeah, I mean, if you're not having fun, it's uh, there's not not much of a point in doing it because it uh, it'll just just uh, yeah. If you're not having fun, there's uh, not too much of a point. So yeah, I mean, me and my just... case, we, we're not having fun at work and our jobs, but you know, we still do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that whole paying the bills thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And kids, you got mouths to feed, which is bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'd imagine, too, if you're not having fun, you're just going to become real depressed when you start looking at the bank account. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So what you say, we're very depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And in racing, you don't want to look at that. So. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a, a question here that we kind of uh, patented, and uh, it's our question. We came up with it. Anybody else to ask you, tell, tell them to fuck off. It's our, it's, our, it's our question. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell, lying, tell them to fuck lying off. to you. Yep. So, um, your your Mount Rushmore of racing. It can be any driver, any class, living or deceased. Who's your four drivers on your Mount Rushmore of racing? Um, and, and there's a hush. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta like you gotta think of it across so many things. Like it. I'm sure, I'm sure there's the, you know, you're only in a small circle of people here. So, um, I would say, see, I'm going to, I'm going to lean toward the dirt side probably. So mine are going to be skewed from what, what some would, but, uh, I would say, um, for me, I, uh, I would go with, Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson, Steve Kinzer, and I'm trying to think where I want to go with the last one because that's the age-old debate. I was going to throw an asphalt one in there. I'm going to go Jimmy Johnson. Oh, they had three <laughs> good ones. Oh, oh. You I was between the NASCAR heart. Big Three and you I went there. You broke my heart, so. Stephen. You broke my heart, Stephen. Which which one was I supposed to go with? Oh, uh, you pick. Oh, you pick. Look, you pick three awesome sprint dirt drivers. Once they two of them. Well, actually, all three of them have raced uh, some kind of NASCAR type stuff and won the Jimmy Johnson thing. But that's okay. I uh, I grew up. I'm in that at NASCAR era version of it, and. Um, just yeah. as far as what what he did in that to win five in a row and everything else is um is something that I feel like puts him there. That's all. So, but it's kind I of know, more hey, like what I, I gotcha. what I grew up in. So I figured I'd throw one in that may not may not fit the mold. So the diversity of of the other ones for sure is um you know second to none. I mean, you could have just left Kyle Larson as your asphalt guy. I could have. <laughs> actually, you could have doubled up on Kyle, Kyle Larson. One for what you could have doubled up on him. You could have split Kyle in half, one sprint car and one <laughs> asphalt. Yeah, I mean it's it's a. I feel like you need to sit down and really think about all four of them because it's the amount of people that have have done way more in this sport than than others, and it's such a. If you classify racing in general, that's that's tough because there's so many disciplines of it for sure. Well, look, there's a there's a bright spot. You didn't pick Kyle Busch. Yeah, so oh, no. I, I, no, no, I left that one off. I guess 
I guess the paper champion is the lesser of the two evils by not picking by picking <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. So that's cool. Hey, I'm the champion of ten races, everybody. Yeah, whatever. That's cool though. <laughs> they changed the format three times to try and get him to not win championships though. Oh, but did they? But did they? It's like you could win Daytona <laughs> and I'll we'll see you in September. I mean, come on. Yep. <laughs> Kind of like how Arnold Johnny tried to change the rules so Stu could win. A yeah, for Stuart Friesen. Yeah. All right. So since I sponsor this series, uh, <laughs> Stuart Friesen, you're in. <laughs> yep. Because got. I'll take the crossword. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't. It's, it's fine. He could he could have picked way worse. Yeah. Yeah. You could have. Could have picked way better, but he could have picked way worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could have. You put me on a spot, like you don't, you don't get prepared. You well, just gotta go with it. That's, so. that's the point. I mean, I'm looking at nothing. Oh, no. in my, my, I'm looking at well, nothing but Dale Earnhardt stuff. But that's cool, Jimmy Chop. That's cool. Uh, and I mean, I left out like Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt and everything. Yeah, I didn't even go there. I mean, I definitely did. I mean, yep. Teddy White Bill. I mean, you could you could name a list of twenty people, I think, and still still have people mad at you. You could put twenty on a list, and there's still going to be people that don't agree with it. I think. It's, yeah, I know. Hey, it, look, uh, it's your you list. You don't put it in it's a disciplined sense. It's tough, that's for sure. Well, we. Have I mean, to, I have my list. Yeah, we had to change the format of the question. I have to now ask who your four drivers are because some people didn't know how many presidents are on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> the Canadian guests we had on. <laughs> Well, I knew that one at least, so <laughs> I was good there. It's yeah. pretty embarrassing when you have that You ask an American race car, uh, is there how many? There's presidents, not there's presidents on four. four it's pretty four it's bad. Yeah. So we we, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. So the ones who didn't paint in school, obviously that came out in the interview. <laughs> yep. Yep. Figure that one out real quick. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, All right. We have another. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, outside of uh, you racing, uh, how much racing do you follow? Uh, pr- pretty much. Um, I got the Flow and Dirt Vision subscription, so follow that stuff and watch, you know, NASCAR and drag racing and this. I mean, pretty much watch about anything. So um, it's on more days than not, I would say there's there's some kind of race that I watch or follow at least. So um, I'm as much of a race fan as I'm a, a race driver. So, being that you're a Tony Stewart fan and you're a drag racing fan, are you are you rooting for uh, Leah on on uh, Sundays when the NHRA is on? Uh, I don't. I mean, I yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really pick favorites that much. So. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I mean, to sit there and say that I'm rooting for for a specific one, I, I follow the John Force stuff more than more than probably yeah, the yeah. the Tony Stewart side of it on that one. So I'll stick with with Team John Force and the drag racing. Do you follow any dirt modified racing? Uh, yeah, chance? yeah, probably not, not as much. Like I, I probably more tend to the open wheel side of things, but um, you know, don't follow New York a ton, but but still pay attention to the stuff. Um, you know the the PA, you know Big Diamond and, and Grandview and okay. Sport and follow that kind of stuff. I mean, not not that I'm watching it, but at least try and check out results every week and see who's who's winning and, and stuff that's going on. So you got, you got a favorite. Um, not really. No, I don't watch enough to like pick the favorite. So, um, I wouldn't say that I, I have a true favorite in the, the modified scene. Brian's making fun of my cup. I don't know. We, I did we, not <laughs> want to see yeah, it. Yeah. I wanted to see it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Alright, we got one more tough question for you. <clears throat> if you could race in any era, in any class, what era and what class of cars would you race in? Um sprint cars in the like eighties, nineties. Like I'm not brave Open. enough to run without a cage. I'm not brave enough to run without a cage. So like post post cage era, spring cars in like you know that like the the seventy eighty nine I don't know eighty ninety era maybe or something like that. Um, you know I guess I would say. Um, 
Okay. I don't know if that's an era. I don't know if that's an era, but yeah, I would say it, before it can be, like, it can be your era. Stuff, that's fine. Before the sprint car stuff turned to kind of what it is now, I guess, which is bigger wings, bigger tires, bigger motors, <laughs> in a way, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Back before it got to that point, um, I thought they'd be be definitely a cool cool time to run, you know, run them, um, you know, just for for what they what they were and and what it took to to make them go around. I think would have been pretty cool. Back when you were allowed to be, uh, uh, you could you know, change the rules up, you know, the rules weren't so strict and you could invent stuff on yourself and they weren't cookie cutter cars back then. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I would say that across, like, honestly, I would say dirt racing for me across the board then, whether it would have been late models or modifieds or just like dirt racing in that time before it got to be, yeah, before it got to be cookie cutter stuff, um, where there were still some do it yourself and, and and ingenuity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it wouldn't have to be sprint cars, but just that era of, of evolvement, you know, yeah, before it got to what it is now. So um, I would say that would be, be what I would say. Back when you could build a chassis yourself and you didn't have to buy one from a manufacturer and still be competitive. Correct. Correct. And if they looked at it and said, oh, well, you put a bolt there, that's illegal because it's in the wrong spot. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like when, when Carney Brightfield make homemade uh, chassis and stuff. The, I mean, uh, the earlier, is all that. earlier this year at Bridgeport, uh, Davy Sammons was disqualified from his win because a piece of duct tape was in the wrong yep. spot on the freaking yeah. shock. Like, come, yep. on. come on. Well, and, and even the modified, like, I, I'm, I don't follow it. I follow it, but I don't. Like, and I can't keep track. Like, I'll, I'll turn modifies on, and I can't keep track when they're supposed to run the sail panels, when they're not. What, what, I know there's like, there yeah. was at one point, like, three different spoiler rules, and, you know, I can't keep track of which yeah. I just watch and as a fan from that point, but it's just, yeah, all the rules and can't do this here, but you can do this at this one. Yeah. And, Motor you know, before it got that complicated. That yep. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's right. He's 100% right. They need to yeah. get close to keep something consistent. Oh, we're, our, we're right there with you. And me and Mike have been following Dirt Modified since we were kids, and it's just like I, I forget what you could do in Super Dirt Series that you can't do at Dale. But Dale runs sail panels in the north region but not in the south, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't exactly. know. Exactly. Like, as a fan, it's so hard to keep up with what you're watching sometimes. Right. Yeah. If you don't, like, well, if you don't pay attention enough, it's hard to it's hard to know why and what rules are what. And I think that's – that's a tricky, tricky thing for the average fan anymore to know, um, you know, why some of the rules and why things are, are the way they are. I mean, you can have cookie cutter cars and still have more unity than rules. what, what yeah. there is. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's hard to explain to new fans with all this stuff. How come they do this and not that? I, I, you know, it's like, cause that's the section of the body and that's what they say. Yeah. I mean, for a uh, weekly racing aspect of the modifieds, you know, diamond, Grandview, Bridgeport, They've all, all the gotten, they've all gotten the same as far as motors are all running spec 358 motors. Now, I don't I don't know if there's different rules with like if your motor is sealed for Bridgeport can you run it at Grandview or anything like that. But I still think the tires is a problem too because like Bridgeport you got to run this compound, Grandview you got to run this compound, Big Dime mm-hmm. you got to run this compound. So there's still a lot of work that can be done to I think to help the the uh, racers bank account as far as weekly racing goes. And I. I do think that's where sprint cars are it's are the much. Same. It's the much, same, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I think they're much better at that to where you can run a sprint car at Lincoln and take that same sprint car and run it at Port no, Royal or Williams Grove or Sealands Grove, you know. So I think that's where sprint cars uh, is is better for the racer compared to modifieds. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, the the sprint car stuff is the same across the board. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the modified track. The modified stuff is more of the tracks trying to, you know, um, control what cars are there, I guess, in a way, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, by, by the by the tire rules or by the whatever other rules where the sprint car stuff, I mean, it's across the country. It's not like it's just, you know, just here. I mean, across the country, you can go anywhere and it's the same. You run the same tire from here to the West Coast, pretty much. So, you know, there's a lot more unity across the board on that. Um, but it's also not it's something that's raced across the whole country, top to bottom, east to west, you know, and everything where the modifieds are so local to here. Um, you know, your, your, your bag of 
racers is much smaller too. So, but at the same time, with that being said, modifies are never going to become nationwide if the rules are that so far apart. Rules, right. In in just this little area, the rules are so far apart; they're never going to make it nation, nationwide. With yeah, the, and then when the you have, then you get to New York; it's all split between like Dayo stuff, dirt car stuff, and I think Southern Tier might have their own rules too. So it gets to, that. There's three different things right there. So it's like you guys got to do something here. You really do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean the IMCA mods are so big across the rest of the country. You know, that's a that's a you got to make something where it's, it makes sense for people to switch from them to, oh, you know, sure. to, to like our Northeast oh, mod. Yeah. So it's, Absolutely. yeah, um, we're just, it is amazing in the Northeast, like whatever we want to call the Northeast, but this whole region, the amount of classes and the amount of like one-off classes from open yeah. wheel to, to whatever. I mean, yeah. there's more classes yeah. in this area than there is in like, yeah. you know, the country combined basically. So it's, yeah, we're so saturated with racers, but it's also like, you're so saturated with classes that it still makes the field thin, even though there's Small. so many racers, you know, in the same area. Yeah, I agree with that. I do too. I do too. Hopefully one day they'll kind of get together. Still keep your respected series, but let's get together close to our rules where this guy can go to hit, where everybody just jump around. Yeah. It's too hard to be able to have, like, it's, it's hard to have cars that you can go run you know, sprint cars, again, are not as difficult. Like, in Modifieds, I know it's probably way more complicated. But to have a car oh, yeah. that can go, you got to have different cars to go to different tracks. And, and, you know, that's just hard. It's harder and harder to do in, in today's, you know, economy and stuff right now, at yep. least, to, yes. you know, to have that, you know, you got one car, you want to be able to go run it wherever, not have to be stuck in one place, which is really the way it is. Yeah, especially for our, our southern guys, our Grandview, New Egypt, Bridgeport guys, because they're all running spec small blocks. So when Super Dirt Car Series comes to Bridgeport, it's like, all right, well, if you want to race with those guys, then you have to have a fifty thousand dollar big block motor. Yeah, big you block motor. You can't run a small block against those guys because they you have to run the same weight as them. You know, yeah. so it's it's ridiculous. So yeah, yep. it's just some shit's got to change. Yeah. But I don't think it's ever going to, unfortunately. But egos that comes down to egos too. Yeah, and it comes out of the tracks. I mean, that that's, that almost starts with the track and mm-hmm. the drivers of tracks just yeah. working together, um, you know, to 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 move everybody forward instead of worrying solely about, you know, about what they have on their one night a week or whatever. And, and again, I I mean, I get it from the track side, but um, you know, definitely it's it's a hard balance. Um, well, we're kind of everybody stuck right now in in the same, you know, you got your cars at this track, this track, and this track, and that's what what you see what we need is more wingless sprint car racing yes <laughs> across the board we need it here in new york like that we need, we need it everywhere <clears throat> more tracks need i'm to all over that so we, we need tracks to have weekly a weekly wingless class yep <clears throat> 360 and 410 or whatever if it's 360 that's great because that's a good class too the one you run in you guys are pretty that's yeah. a great class of cars really is the 360 to 410 you really don't like as a fan i think there's a lot of races you wouldn't even know the difference of of what motor was in the car i mean it's um you know like i said as a driver and and as like setting up the car some things change but from the product that's put out to the fans it it really doesn't doesn't change that much where you would know the difference and you guys you guys in that series have some damn good drivers with you briggs danner alex bright uh uh, there we go Carmen uh, Perigo. Uh, who's, the gem- who's the gentleman that just got his first first win? Uh, uh, Joey, yeah, Joey, uh, Joey Amantia. Yeah, Joey um, Amantia. And yeah. then you have you have Christian Bruno, Preston Latimus won a race this year. So a bunch of 600 top fans, uh, Tommy Coons, and like all these 600 guys that, that, you know, have run 600s for so many years and start getting into it. And it doesn't take them, you know, years to figure it out. It takes them weeks or races, you know, or right. something. So you know, they pick it up quick and, and they're, they're right there running in the top five. If not, you know, got a couple guys, like I said, that, that got their first wins this year. So, um, just makes the depth of the field stronger and, um, you know, it continues to move the series forward. All right. Uh, Steven, before we let you go, is there anybody you would like to thank? Uh, yeah, just, uh, my parents for all their support over the years for everything, everything they've done for me for, I don't know, it's what, 20, 
I don't know, like 24 years now I've been doing this racing thing. So, um, you know, thanks for, for all their support. And, um, Greg with, uh, degree engineering has been a huge supporter of mine and, uh, roadrunner race fuels, um, fastener specialties, uh, red and crane and engineering, Patriot crane and hoist champion racing oil, Penske racing shocks, um, PDB graphics, fast lane jewelry, just so many people. And I mean, that's just the, the, you know, the main group of people, um, so many people that just help you in in small ways that um doesn't seem like a lot but it's uh it all helps go up and down the road and and put the best car that you know that we can on the racetrack so yep (laughs) thank you for coming on tonight steven it was we had a great time with you thanks for hanging out and stuff and good luck to you in the future and the rest of your racing season sounds good yep thanks for having me on i appreciate it yep thanks I'll see you. Right, no Steve. problem. I'll see you. Bye. That was the inaugural 2018 USAC East Coast. That's a 360 wingless sprint car champion, Steven Trevecki. Great interview. And now, a word from our sponsor. A word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. we go live that's so cool we'll just pause and be like and now breaking news uh oh not really breaking news but uh, apparently uh people are butt hurt about people driving through the mud <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right i want to let everybody know all our listeners mike and i are mark safe today and everybody at the loud pedal p is mark safe today from brett Cressley driving through the mud at Grandview before hanging the scale Saturday night where everybody's Mark safe for doing well. Thank you. I want, I want video. Did he like even drive through the mud like, on know. purpose or there, there just happened to be mud before he got on the scale. Like did everybody uh, drive through the mud? Like that's why he's heck of a deal. Cause maybe they weren't pushing weight. Like he was, how many times have we seen a driver? We know we're cutting close on weight. Yeah. So I'm going to pick our, I don't even want to take a chance because I think we're going to be close. I'm picking up a little extra weight. Yeah. I don't. I, it's not cheating. Jesus. It's not no, cheating. it's not. It's not. They've all done it. Cheating would be if a pit crew guy came running on the track every and just stood up scale with the whole crew and drove your truck on. Yeah, <laughs> or, th- or threw some lead weight on in the floorboard under his feet real quick. Like. Yeah, I, that's okay. That's a little shady. <laughs> yeah, but. Driving through God. the damn mud? Come on. Because a certain driver, every time Cressley wins and Von Dorn doesn't, it's it's just it's a shit show is what it is, and it's ridiculous. I, I think it goes vice versa, too. It's like those two yes. fan bases just absolutely just, hate each other. Like, yeah, and it's like it's, so like, I, it's, like, it's like Kern and Danny Johnson and, back in the day. Oh, yeah, or the fan base is just hate, the fan <laughs> oh, yeah. base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's the same for, for Stewie oh, yeah, Shepard, yeah. too. It's just... It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They hate each other. So much shit talking from people that don't even go to the damn track. I just have a problem with it. Like, if, in my opinion, if it was reversed, I'm going to get on the Cressley fans because I'm that asshole. Right. I don't care if Von Dorn rode through the mud to get some extra weight just because he thought he might be cutting it close away. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I could, Mike, we could pick the driver we hate the most that he does it. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> if Stu ran through the mud to gain some extra weight, I'd be like, ah. Oh. He got out and took a mud bath and just wrapped it, just packed yeah. himself and made a mud bath for, who cares? Like, damn, they must be cutting our close or like halfway yeah. through the race. Halfway, halfway through the race, they're like, shit. Think we messed up on the math. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a uh, couple extra cost. Yeah, or there's a couple extra cost. It was we burned a little extra fuel. We didn't know. We didn't anticipate. Whatever it happened, every driver's done it. Yeah, hundred percent they have. And if they didn't, guess what? They're one of the drivers that came up light at the scales. Probably. 
<laughs> you know, the only tribes that have are the ones who haven't. Yep. So. All right, so that's Mudgate out of the way. Crestley now we got Gates. Now okay. we got Restart Gate. Oh, restart Gate. Yeah. And another Jersey track. <laughs> yeah. So Billy Powell Jr. jumps the last restart at Bridgeport by by a good bit. I mean, I was freaking out in the stands. I thought it was bullshit, but and uh, obviously everyone in the, in the Krejcian camp thought it was bullshit. Uh, nothing against Billy. Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah, they let it on, go. On a, that yeah, the track, the track, let it go. Um, would would have would Krejcian have caught Billy? Probably. You were there, so yeah. His, his, car so? Was, his, his car was that fast. He was just mad about the restart. He overdrove at three and four. Damn near put her in the wall. And I mean that was that was it from there. But I mean, up before that, Krejcian uh, had him. He had him covered. Hmm. He, he was he was the longer the run the went. Uh, Ryan was pulling away from him. So. Unfortunate that he kept getting caution after caution because I called that. I called I called a Krejcian win earlier in that day before yes. they started. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. You you, you messaged me. I'm like, okay. And that We're car the, was a, the OG. Yeah. That We're car the OG. was a rocket ship. Absolute so, rocket. Ship. All right, so we got Cressley Bud Gate, we got Restart Gate, and we got Get Your Spot Back Gate. Yes, yes. Rome, which was the most bizarre thing. We love Alex Jankowski. He is a fantastic kid, great family, hell of a wheelman. He goes off of, uh, what the hell is it, three and four. Which he does quite often there. Yeah, so does Andy Bichetti. So that's yeah, like yeah, the Bichetti, Bichetti. Jankowski spot for some reason. They just really like to go up a little too high sometimes up there. Yeah. So he spins, comes back up, but the coffee came out for him. But he kept going, never lost momentum, but he kept going. But he got a spot back, which was third. I'm like, well, I, I don't, how the hell is that? Because yeah. he caused the caution. Somehow he kept his momentum up, but the caution came out for him. Yeah, show into the rear. <laughs> I, need yeah. some, I need somebody to point this out Please in the rule book this better. Why, why this was okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Chris, Chris Moore there, he kind of, Explain as best as he could. He just it from the way he explained it, it kind of like his tone. He thought it was a weird thing too. Like, um, okay, huh. yeah, and like like we were talking before the show. To my understanding, every other track, if somebody spins and you slow down to avoid the wreck or whatever, and you lose some spots because you're doing that, but you never stop, you get your spot back. But if you're the reason the caution came out. In my opinion, yeah, you gotta go back, <laughs> go to the rear. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, you could be running second, and the leader's out on you a little ways, and you're like, hey, I'm just gonna slow I'm down, throw the caution. Yeah. I'm still moving, hanging out around. All right, yeah. so I want to re rack. I don't like that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's not. Hey. I'm not talking shit about Al- nothing against Alex or nothing. It was just, I just, you don't understand. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't get it. So somebody could so, please enlighten us. We would uh, greatly appreciate yeah, it. Please. So uh, Shepard had to work for that one. Um, in my opinion, I think Willie Decker kind of gave that one away because he dropped a little bit too low. But I don't know what Willie sees. That's from my point of view watching on TV, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, a lap car. You know, Matt's Matt. You get Matt a little bit of a, you're you're done, pretty much. Yeah. I didn't think he had anything for Willie because Willie, I seemed to drive a hell of a race. I think he had it covered, but hey, Shepard yeah. earned that one, worked for it, and got it, and such is life. Right, well, that's the thing, there. You know, if you make one mistake, Shepard's going to take advantage <laughs> of it. You got to run. Yeah, a, that's you got. You have to yeah. run up. You have to run a perfect, perfect race to beat him there. And even that might not be good enough sometimes. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So, so, I mean, I mean that that man pulled the hat. He's he's hot right now. Oh, very very hot. Shepard, very best, hot right now. The best time of the year too, coming to all these big money races. Everything's winding down. Orange County's got the two more weeks. We'll you know go for the thirty thousand dollar point championship. There's yeah, he's getting hot. 
Yeah, I got the Elite Series races coming up, so we keep swinging that momentum around. Oh, boy. But, uh, oh, congratulations to Matt DiLorenzo on winning the Fonda Speedway Big Block Point Championship. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool, because it sounded like he wasn't, they were just going to take it week by week if he was going to run there or not. And here he is, the 2022 champion. Uh, Warner and Art, Ronnie Johnson finished, I think, like, sixth and seventh, respectively. Hey, good for you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to see him win the championship. And that win, that Cressley, side note, was the Forrest Rogers Memorial, so that was $10,000 and a guaranteed spot in the 76er. Yep. And to my knowledge, to my knowledge, there's only two guaranteed starters for the 76er every year. It's the, the winner. The, no. The winner from the year before of the 76er and the Forrest right, Rogers okay. winner. So go down's got a guaranteed spot. So go down is a guaranteed spot. However, six so goes, the sixer goes up against uh, I think one of the elite races. Goes up against Fonda, the Fonda two hundred. It is? well. So go down will not be there. No, so that's a lot of that's a lot of cheese to give up for a point championship and pretty yeah. decent payday. They could pull it off a two hundred lapper. So, I don't see why not. Um, so I have no idea what's going on down at Del Mar, but they pulled, they raced Friday night and pulled 14 cars. 14. 14. And only 10 started the feature. So it was a 30 lap heat. Essentially, yes. Wow. That's horrible. I, I don't know what's going on down there. I know I think there's oh, some issues going on shit. with promoting and the owners and but yeah, it seems to be that Delmar's kinda falling apart down there. Because uh, the only reason I know they ran was because it was I there. saw uh, Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, Oh, okay. Jordan Watson beat him. Yeah, and a 30 lap heat. And wow, I was watching dude. some of the highlights and I, I was like, thinking to myself, I was like, damn, I don't see any other cars on the track. Where the hell is everybody? Damn. How, how was, uh, wow. <laughs> dude. Well, <laughs> what's, what's good? What, what was a bad cataclysmic fucking wreck or something, man? <laughs> like some kind of Armageddon wipe out half the field? Yeah, I was just like, watch the replay and I literally. I literally, it's like some. It was a. I don't know where the replay was from. Maybe I don't know what it's from, but it was it was Jordan and Stu battling it out. And uh, you would think, like normally, you would see like a lap car or, or whatever. You'd see a car on the yeah on the back stretch or something. I saw nobody. I'm like, is it just these guys racing? Like the hell? Well, <laughs> would they have like four four heats of three cars in them? I mean. <laughs> Dude, All, everybody gets to redraw. <laughs> they probably just did a, a draw for the features. Like, yeah, uh, we're We know everything's expensive here. Just pick where you start today. Yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah. we'll figure something out. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, it was probably like some what? complex thing. Hey, uh, pick your starting spot for. We're gonna draw for <laughs> starting spots, and then we're gonna draw to invert the field. Yeah, from your starting spot, <laughs> and then your... you have a last. Ch- then you have a last chance redraw to put you in the last chance redraw <laughs> yeah. for a dollar for a dollar a man. Yeah, like oh my god! I don't... And then What's... after that, then we'll decide. The crowd decides if we're in Rittner Field and what spots. Yeah. Then after that, so the crowd you... decides if we're actually going to race or just tell you to go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Race backwards would be more fun. Yeah. Holy crap! That dude, that's not even. That's not good. No, no, it's not. Oh, so uh, Billy Junior went up to uh, Accord for uh, the King of the Catskills. Finished second. Finished second. Good run in that that little bull ring. Perego won. Yep. Which I'm not now, surprised. Okay, you ready for this? On Accord's page, when they're advertising the race, it was. The King of the Catskills, August uh, 13th, or I'm sorry, 12th, 7,000 to win. All right, cool. Prego wins. I believe it was on their page. Here's Anthony Prego, the $5,000 winner of King of the Catskills. Everybody's like, everybody called him out like, 
You said it was seven grand to win. Yeah. Hmm. So did so did some people like Billy Pouch Jr. go up there on false pretenses, thinking it was seven grand to win, and really it was only five? Uh, which I, which oh. at, which at that point probably drops the second place payout as well. First of all, yeah. What if you won it? Like yo, nah. Where's my other two grand? No. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Not good if they pull that shit. So I'm going to do a little digging and see what happens, see what I can come up with. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, we may have uh, may We have might a, have Perskate. Perskate. Yeah. Perskate, yep. Perskate. So, man, there's a lot. Damn, we've been, like, kind of quiet with all the gates, and, like, all of a sudden we got three in, like, one weekend. <laughs> now the floodgates are open. Possible four. Yeah, now possible four. That's that's uh, pending investigation right now. Crazy. By the FBI, so that'll be all right. Yeah, we gotta wait for uh, Biden to give the okay for the raid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that the guy. Yeah, because we have full cooperation, but we're gonna raid you. But you know we're coming. And here's yeah. the key to the front door: uh, just shut the lights off when you leave. <laughs> yeah. This is a motel eight. We don't leave the light on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Don't you pay the bills? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the coffee machine, do I have a Keurig over here? You know, uh, come yeah. on. Yeah. I'll leave some donuts uh, on the yeah. counter for you. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Jelly donut. Who's the asshole? I got the jelly donut all over the place. <laughs> one one donut. Your asshole. One donut per agent, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Money's yeah, a little tight. Investigated shit. Uh, what's coming up this weekend? I was going to go to the Valley of Mine anymore. Well, I mean, this week we have a ton of racing with the Super Dirt Car Race. Uh, I believe. Yes, we do. Uh, I believe cars are on track right now to start the feature at Weedsport. <laughs> Our Canadian pal, Matt Williamson, is running from tonight all the way to next Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh, your boy, Stuart Friesen's, I think, racing a sprint car tonight. Oh, Sweekin'. And it was yeah. weekend, I believe. Ah. He's won there before. Has he? Uh, yeah. Oh, here, so here you go. You ready for this? Here's the redraw results for tonight's Hall of Fame 100 at Weedsport. All right, freezing. Draw in the freezing. He's not even there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Super Dirt Car. They don't like freezing, you know? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they drawing, get out of here. Drawing the pole, Ronnie Davis third. Nice. Our uh, past guest of ours. Outside pole. The promoter uh, of Weedsport Speedway. Jimmy Phelps. Jimmy Phelps. Go ahead. Run uh, it down for us while we got third, it live. Third place, uh, Dave Marcatulli. Marcatulli. Marcatulli, yep. Good. Fourth, Adam Pearson. Yep, find a guy. Fifth, fifth, the pile driver, Chris Heil. Or the Heil oh. driver, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Uh, sixth, uh, your boy, Money Matt Williamson. Oh, he picked a decent one. Yep. Seventh, uh, Paul Arnes' man, Mike Mahaney. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Paul Arnes. Eighth is Gitter Dunn, Billy Dunn. Gitter Dunn. Yep. The firecracker. Ninth, ninth is Batman, Peter Britton. Tenth, Zach Payne. Eleventh, yeah. Super Matt Shepard. And twelfth. Yeah. Uh, and twelfth is Lightning Larry White. Hmm. That's the ice. That's the ice skating rink. That's the ice skating rink. Yes, it is. Going to so, be in it. Uh, 100 laps, right? 100 laps. Chris Heil was actually the uh, Billy Whitaker's Cars and Trucks Fast Time Award winner. Chris is a good driver with a 15.637. Ah, huh. let's see if there's going to be traction and passing because you got got some good cars and starting in the back there. Back-ish. Eh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, we sports sometimes, I just feel like it's a boring, boring lockdown. It is. No I, I, that's, the drivers will tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically, like, I really am afraid to come out of, to go up a little high to pass you, because if I do, I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. Where, where are they running tomorrow night? What's the full schedule? Uh, hold on. I will tell you. I will tell you right now. Thank you. Because you're, you're very good at this. Yeah, so good at Google. 
<laughs> You're a pro at it, Mike. Pro. So tonight's race is actually a makeup race. It wasn't originally on the schedule for the super fast week. Uh, it, it's a makeup from July 24th. They rained out. Uh, so tomorrow they're at Brewerton, 60 laps, 7,500 to win. Ooh, Wednesday, Brewerton, I love that track. Wednesday they're at Fulton, 60 laps, 7,500 to win. Thursday, they're at Land of Legends, 60 laps, 7,500 to win. And that's it. Uh, and then, so and then next Wednesday is uh, Ransomville, Summer National. That's it. I might, I might pick Williamson for that one. All right, so tomorrow night. All right, so tonight, you want, let's, let's do it. You want to pick winners right now? Yes, do it. All right, tonight, Weedsport, Ice Skating Rink. Super freeze. All right. So we're freezing, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Running a 360 spray car this week in uh, Canada. Uh, I'm actually gonna. <laughs> right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Chris Heil to pick up his first super dirt car win. Where was he starting? I don't remember. In the top okay, 12. Wait, wait to pay, very good. Way to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, he started in the top 12, Brian. That's all we need to know. Um, yeah, I I, I'm like, gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Matt Williamson. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night at Brewerton. Oh. Tim Sears Jr. With... I don't know if he's going to be there, but I'm picking him to win. It's his home track. It is. The next two races are, are Tuesday and Wednesday are his home tracks. Uh, oh, man. I want to say Shepard. But Shepard's very good at Brewer too. I'm going to go Chris Heil. I'm going to go another regular. Uh, Fulton, I'm going to go with Shepard at Fulton. Uh, Larry White. Uh, Land of Legends, I'm going Batman. We have to pick a dirt a SDS regular, right? Is that what we Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're going to go with Batman? I'm going Batman. I'm going to go with Matt. Shepard. I was good. If we didn't, I was going to go with T-Bone, actually, but I'll go with Matt Shepard. They're doing uh, points for the four races, or five races, so. They are. I'm, yeah, I'm going with Shepard, overall champion for Super Fast Week. I mean, it's it's hard not to. Yeah, because I'm, I'll go with my boy. Uh, you got your boy, I'll pick my boy. Williamson, I'll take Williamson, you got Shepard, just to make it fun. It could be a surprise one. Who the hell knows, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sam Shepard won, won his heat race by two and a half seconds. Yeah, oh, boy. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's um, hot right now. He's he is, in the final four in Orange County, too, so. Yeah, with that just dominating win in that race for, the, was it 17-5 to win? Yeah, for the um, the centennial race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he just, a, he won by twelve seconds. Was that a points race? No, I think it was just a centennial race. That was the hundred thousand. Oh, okay. So they so, decided let's have it. I don't remember what, how bad. I don't know. It was like twelve seconds. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That night was. What about Saturday night for the points race? But that, that I don't know. I don't know if that race was close or not. I'm yeah. still picking Perego. Borrego. For the championship, yeah, I'm so going uh, he Anthony. Won, he won by four seconds Saturday night. Yeah, that's a runaway. Over Dilly Dilly. Yeah, Dilly Dilly's been having some good weekends there the past couple of weeks. Yeah, he has. So, um, I think I'm going to watch, this is my viewing, Saturday I think I'm going to check out the All-Stars at Utica Rome. And that's the last uh, Thunder on the Thruway race too, so. Should be a good race. Should be a very good race. Oh, Eric Rudolph had to use a provisional tonight. He's been, uh, yeah. Which is weird because he's not running the series full time, so I'm surprised they gave him. No, he's been been doing, uh, uh, he might be a past uh, race winner of that race, maybe. I don't know. Been doing BRP stuff, uh, Picknell Racing Product stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has. So. Yes, he has. Oh, yeah. Tim Sears Jr. is there tonight. Yeah. Starting start 13. 
Ben Fuller starting 13. 14. Ooh, that's your your other guy. Jerry Tompkins is there racing. Yep. Hmm. Pretty stout field, not gonna lie. Yeah. Very good field of cars. Oh. All right, kids. That's next next week we have uh Adam Reimer. Yeah. Fresh off uh, weekend sweep. Well, you talk to the young man next week. Yeah. That should be a good show. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's it. So we're going to sign off there, kids, for Michael Clark Griswold. <clears throat> I am the mouth, and you've been black flagged. Shut the f*** up!